Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Faith in It with Kay. We are in week four of discussing all things fasting. This will be our last episode focusing solely on fasting though. So kudos to those of you who have completed your 21 day fast. Um, Congratulations. (laughs) And if you're just starting your fast, keep going. It's worth it. Um, But for those of us, or those of you who have completed, because I put myself in there, I made it through, y'all. But for those of you who've already completed your fast, I pray that you have gotten closer to Christ. You've gained some directions as well as experienced some open doors. For me, I finished my uh, 21 days uh, last Sunday. So that was, I'm terrible. (laughs) I'm so terrible um, with dates. I think that was probably around the 24th. And that's me saying that without looking at a calendar, y'all. So just bear with me. I'm going to look it up really quickly. So um, finished around, um, yeah, the 23rd. So we ended our fast around the 23rd. Um, And... You know, so far I've experienced so much closeness with Christ, um, gained some directions, and I'm looking forward to some open doors and opportunities that I feel are coming my way. Um, I do want to note that, you know, when I say closeness with Christ, that although I'm specifying the son of the Godhead or the Trinity, I believe I gain closeness with the Godhead, right? So because I've taken the steps to walk closer in communion with Christ, I do believe that I'm in turn um, closer in relationship with God, like I've, you know, there have been moments during the fast that I've been, you know, I've tapped in and even before and after (laughs) the fast tapped into the Holy Spirit. So speaking in um, my heavenly language. Um, So, you know, when I say Christ, um, closer to the Godhead, right? Um, Because a relationship with Christ draws us closer to God and causes us to seek the help of the Holy Spirit. So when I say Christ, that's what I mean. Um, Nonetheless, I want to talk more about the benefits of seeking, of seeing God move in our situation when we fast. Oftentimes our situations causes us to seek um, Christ. But if we surrender to Christ, uh, we first. So, so let me say, so oftentimes uh, we are in a going through a fast because of some situations or some things that we feel like won't change until we make that sacrifice of fasting, right? But oftentimes, although our situations cause us to fast, uh, we kind of go through a process, right? If we're surrendering to Christ, we first receive the benefit of drawing closer to God. Um, then we feel his love. And then we see the movement of his hand in our situation, but it kind of takes those steps, right? We get closer to Christ. We get closer to God um, early on in our fast. And then we start to really feel like if there's any doubt or if there's any, like he takes us to a deeper level of his love um, for us before he starts to move in our situation. And sometimes it might take some time after our fast, honestly, to see our situation move. Um, 
but we start getting those two benefits very early on. Um, so in week one, we talked about Daniel, the Apostle Paul, and Jesus in establishing the foundation of fasting. In order to see the benefits of God's hand in our situation, we're going to revisit them. And I think we're going to throw in Esther as well, right? So in Matthew, the New King James, the New King James Version reads, and this is starting at verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So that was um, Matthew, Matthew 17. Um, and that, I think I'm saying that wrong, y'all. Um, but that was 17, yeah, Matthew 17, verses 18 through 21. So I want to make sure that I'm saying that um, right. So I'll definitely take a look at being sure I'm telling you the right. Um, but when I read that scripture, it's going to seem like I'm going off a little bit, y'all. But when I read the scripture, I was like, what? <laughs> Like when I first read it, and then I remember reading um, Luke 5, 33-35, where Jesus is questioned about why his disciples don't fast. Because, um, you know, the people, they're like, well, the Pharisees fast, and John and his disciples fast, so why don't you and your disciples fast? Um, and I remember Jesus kind of saying that, well, the bride's here, um, you know, why would they fast? Or why the bridegroom is here? Why would they, why would they fast? Um, and then he starts talking about putting wine, old wine in new wineskin. And I was like, huh? So growing up, I was so confused. And, you know, as I was kind of preparing for this episode, I was like, how is Jesus saying in Luke that they didn't need to fast because he was there? But in Matthew 17, um, he's saying that fasting was needed to rebuke that demon. And that's why the disciples couldn't, because we kind of learned that Jesus' uh, ministry was like a testament of his commitment to communion with God. Um, he's, his ministry went forth, and it, well, well, let me say, it went full speed after his 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, right? Because then that's when we learned that he picks up his first two disciples. So when he, when he said that, I, I remember reading those chapters and being really confused um, about that. And then I realized um, in doing this episode, what Jesus was saying, and he was just basically saying that at the time, because he was there, all they needed was a level of faith because the Holy Spirit was not released to them yet. And then that's why they didn't need to, to, to fast because he was there because he was there, they didn't need to do 
They need to go, go through the fasting process. Because when we read in Acts, when he tells them to, you know, go up to the upper room and wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And then we find them fasting in that instant or, you know, really praying and seeking God in that instant. Um, and then it was the Holy Spirit coming up on them. And then after they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus, his physical body was no longer there with them. But the Holy Spirit kind of created, I think, like what the Bible is saying, a reference of new wineskin. They were not the same people anymore. They were made new. They were renewed. So the Holy Spirit had come into new, new bodies, quote unquote, <laughs> or it made them new. So then that created the process where we would hear about the disciples fasting and praying um, and I was just like, you know, I went off on a little tangent for a little bit, but it just kind of, you know, like I said, in, in these moments of fasting and praying, that's when the scripture really comes alive. We get so much answer and revelation about things that, you know, we've kind of been reading about, but didn't quite understand. And this is just a moment of that. So, you know, when we read, um, like I said, after Jesus fasted um, and stood in prayer and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, that kind of drove his ministry full force, right? Because we say um, turning the water into wine was, his, was the start of his ministry. But questionable, it seems like the disciples were there once he did that. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it seems almost like this pivotal moment of the fasting and praying is what kind of gave him the strength, the direction and the vision that he needed to kind of go forth into his ministry. Uh, in the book of Daniel, it's filled. So I couldn't quite pick out just one um, book of Daniel, but the book of Daniel is filled with Daniel constantly seeking God and God giving him wisdom. And once God gave him wisdom, then he would increase him and status, like consistently and continually throughout the book of Daniel, you would read that a problem would arise and Daniel would go into seeking God. And oftentimes that was prayer and fasting and that was soliciting others to pray and fast and believe with him. And God would download the answer and then he would be elevated at the end of it. Although that was not what he was seeking, he was just seeking the answer to a question or to an issue that were that was perplex, perplexing the king at the time. But nonetheless, each time God would give him the more and the more, right? Elevate him. And then after we read with uh Paul, after Paul in Acts 9 received his his sight we read that he kind of goes forth into his ministry to spread the gospel of Christ. But it was after that moment of prayer and fasting and really um, being filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit, right? That he was able to go forth. He had the vision that he needed to go forth to spread the gospel. And that's exactly what he did. And from then forth, he brought the gospel to territories that at the time the Jewish um, quote-unquote disciples um, weren't, I guess, unchurched enough to go into those territories, but Paul was. Um, and then we read in Esther, Esther 3, where she fasts 
and prays for the deliverance of like for wisdom on how to deliver her people. And God does gives her wisdom along the way. And she does indeed deliver a whole nation from damnation simply because she fasted and prayed and gathered others around her to fast and pray as she moved in God's wisdom. So I pray that, you know, although we are seeking God to change our situation and that I, I promise you, if you haven't yet seen the answer um, to, to your situation or your situation transformed, I promise you it's coming. And sometimes it's not so much a situation changing, but fasting will transform our mindset. So we don't even see the situation anymore. Whatever it is that God desires to do in your situation, trust him. Trust him wholly. Trust him completely. He's got you. And you don't have to worry about a thing. <laughs> you know, what, what's up? What's that? Baby, don't worry. Yeah, you don't have to worry. You're fasting and you're praying in that obedience. God is opening doors that you cannot imagine. It is in these moments that he speaks clarity to our confusion, that he speaks wisdom, right, to the foolishness that we've been listening to. And we are able to just be still and allow him to speak. I am so grateful for this time because somehow this fast, y'all, hit a little different. Maybe it's because I've grown up and I've found myself seeking God a little bit differently. And whatever it is, it, it hit a little bit differently. So I am so grateful for this time to get direction, to get strengthened for what I believe God is calling me to do in this season. And I'm so excited about what he's going to do. I don't know fully how he's going to open doors, but I'm expecting of it. So whether he does it tomorrow, whether it does it next month, whether it does it at the end of the year, of course, y'all, yeah, I'm, I'm believing he'll do a little sooner than that. Or he does it next year. Oh, you know, whenever he chooses to, I know he's doing it. I know doors are opening and I know wrong doors are closing. And I'm so excited about that. I'm just, you know, so I pray that if you are going forth in your 21 day fast or whatever, however many days that God calls you to fast that you would just go forth. You got this. God wants to download some amazing things to you. He wants to do and change your life in a way that gives him glory and brings you elevation in ways that you cannot imagine. So I thank you for, you know, being a part of, you know, this shift that God has done with the podcast. I don't know what I'll be talking about next week, (laughs) y'all. But... I thank you for joining, you know, these discussions. And, you know, if you have something to say, I want to hear from you. You know, I would love, honestly, if we could just talk about how fasting has transformed some situations or changed some things. But nonetheless, you know, I'm grateful that we've had this moment to kind of, you know, talk about fasting and the benefits. So I thank you. And before I go, I'm going to pray for you again, you know. God, I thank you for each and every person that's listening to this podcast. I thank you for how you're moving. I thank you for changing their situations, transforming their minds. For each and every person that will be entering a fast, Lord God, I pray that you would keep them steady, keep them firm, allow them to trust and believe in who it is that you've called them to be. Transform their lives, transform their situations, and make their life never 
be the same again from this moment forward. I thank you for the new thing that you're about to do. I thank you for the elevation that you have prepared for them. And I thank you, Lord God, for the movement of your, your spirit, for the closeness that they're getting with you. I thank you, Lord God, for your love that they're feeling in this moment. And I thank you for your hand that they will see at the end of this movement. I thank you for who it is that you've called them to be. I thank you for what it is that you've ingrained and put in them to do and the thing that you desire for them to accomplish. I thank you that they will not default on the loan of their gift. I thank you, Lord God, that they will walk it out unapologetically. I thank you that you will surround them with people who will speak life to their gifts, who will speak life and grace to their doubts, who will uplift them and hold them up in moments where they don't feel strong enough. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for how you're moving. In Jesus' mighty name, I do pray. Amen. So, y'all, thank you again for joining me for this week's episode of Faith in It with Kay. Until next time, see ya. <laughs>